0: I, of course, in Mary... Grandpa, get more coffee right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you get some more coffee. That's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, in Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you heard at the beginning. That's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. Hi, welcome to the very first episode of Mary B's Fifth Son. I will explain later how I ended up naming my coffee... Make a Ronda. Okay, and if you don't think coffee is important in movies, watch the beginning of The Godfather. The of, uh, I can't remember the last time that invited me to your house for a cup of coffee. Even though my wife has godmother your only child. The Undertaker is asking Don Corleone for a favor because two guys beat up his wife. So Don Corleone says to him, I can't remember the last time you invited me over for a cup of coffee, despite my wife being the godmother to your only child. I mean, he didn't say for a drink. He said a cup of coffee. So let's get down to this. Who doesn't invite Don Corleone over for a cup of coffee? So here's what I would do. My wife's Italian and she's a great cook. So I would have her make a plate of Gucci gucciadatties and some biscotties. I know what you're thinking. I can't spell it, but you know what? They taste really, really good. So I would have her make that. And then I would offer the Don and his wife a great cup of coffee that they couldn't refuse. So that's why coffee is very important. That's just one example. Each episode, I will talk about a movie or a TV show that has coffee in there. And there's very important scenes that coffee is represented in these movies. So... Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers. Next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. Let's move on to my first cup of coffee. A lot of people remember where they were on 9-11, where they were when John F. Kennedy got shot, where they were, when Pearl Harbor got bombed. Me, I remember my first cup of coffee. It was on Thanksgiving morning, 1967. I was 10 years old. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. I was helping my mom with the Thanksgiving dinner. My job was to make the toast, which to this day, I still make the toast for the stuffing the day before Thanksgiving every year for the past, since 67. So. I was helping her, and I had my little radio going, and she makes herself a cup of coffee. I said, what's that? She said, it's coffee. I said, how does that taste? She goes, well, it tastes good. I said, can I have some? And then she looked at me. She said, you know what? Since you're helping me, I'm going to make you a special cup of coffee. I said, okay. So as we're talking, the radio says, the guy says, I'm going to be coming up. The next song we play after the commercial is this. And I will tell you in a second what it was. So my mom goes, ooh, when that song comes on, turn it up. Now, mind you, in all the years I lived at home with my mom, through the years, only four times did she ever say, turn that song up, I like it. One was Ode to Billy Joe, which is the one I'm going to talk about in a second. The next one was Easy. By the Commodores, "Easy Like Sunday Morning." The next one was "Let Your Love Flow," and the next one, the last one, was "Sunrise" by Eric Carmen, which is really a great positive song. So, so my mom puts this cup of coffee in front of me, and she pours a lot of cream and sugar in it, and she mixes it around, and then she sits down, and then we're listening to this song, and she had this look on her face. Like she was thinking about it. And I think she liked it because the song is about growing up in the South. And my mom was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, grew up in Birmingham. And then after her dad died, her dad was a coal miner. And again, I know what you're thinking, and you're right. My mother was a coal miner's daughter, like Loretta Lynn. So they ended up in Chicago. So I really think she liked that song because it reminded her of the South. And She repeated the beginning of the song when it was over. She said, it was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. And she knew the words. And later, she would never say the words in any song after that. At least that I ever heard. So I think she really liked that. And to this day, I still listen to that song probably almost every day because it reminds me of, of that a lot. So she made that special cup of coffee. And it was really good, but it had a lot of cream and sugar in it. It was very sweet. But it was a great cup of coffee, or at least I thought it was anyway. So through the years, you know, my mother was a waitress. So she would literally serve coffee to everybody. And most of her life, she that's what she was because the old man was a drunk. So I think my mom figured that the quickest way to get cash was to be a waitress because she had to carry the weight of six kids. So... She would be a waitress at the Walnut Room at Marshall Fields. We'd go down there at time, and she'd give us, you know, chocolate milk or hot chocolate or something. And then later, you know, she was working at restaurants, and then um, she worked for a catering service called Damasties in Blue Island. So I was 15. She asked me to work with her one day because they were short. I'm like, okay. So it was like a banquet. So she said, okay, your job is to pick up cups and this and that off tables, blah, blah, blah. So in the middle of the night, I'm sitting in the back, and she says to me, do you want to make people happy? I said, yeah. She said, take this pot of coffee, look for the oldest people at a table, and go up to them and say, would you like some more coffee? She goes, and I guarantee you, they're going to smile and say yes. So she hands me a pot. So I grab a cup. And I'm standing in the middle of the room, and I'm looking for the people that look the oldest. So she comes up to me, and she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for the oldest table. (laughs) So she says, do you know what else you're doing? I said, no. She goes, you're drinking the coffee while you're standing in the middle of the room. I go, well, that's because you interrupted my break. And she says, you don't get a break. I said, oh. She says, now go around. And start asking people if they want coffee. And forget about that old table. Just start giving people coffee. I said, okay. So when we get home, she says to me, you need to learn how to work. I said, I thought I was working. She said, no. She said, you need to hustle. I said, okay. She goes, so your punishment is you're going to give me a cup of coffee. And then you're going to come over here and you're going to rub my feet for 15 minutes. Then you're going to take a break. You're going to make yourself a cup of coffee and then bring me another cup of coffee. And then you're going to rub my feet for another 15 minutes. I said, fine. So after that, you know, I appreciated everything she did. Uh, I used to go in this restaurant, D-Mars, later in Blue Island. And she used to, she was the waitress there. So I would sit at the counter and just drink coffee all night and watch her work. It was just amazing watching her hustle. And then she would come home. Never complained, but her feet would always, always hurt. So I would massage her feet, you know, I, I guess out of sympathy or feeling bad for her. So, but, you know, as the years went on, you know, she, she eventually, she died on Thanksgiving 1983. Okay. So, uh, about a week after she died, I'm making coffee in the morning and It was very strange. You know, my wife is sleeping, and I'm in the kitchen. It's a little dark. It's real early. I'm making coffee, and all of a sudden, I hear this noise or voice. And I'm like, what is that? And I had the radio going, and there was a Beatles song going. I'm like, what is that? So I'm looking around. You know, Pam's still sleeping, so I know it's not her pulling a a joke on me. And it's like, what is it? So it's really weird because it was kind of like, Paul McCartney dreaming about his mother, Mary, telling him to uh, let it be. So what I did was, in my mother's honor, and this is actually what happened, is I wrote this little diddly. I'm going to try and sing it, okay? I don't know if I could sing, because the last time I tried singing, I was in seventh grade, and it was 1969, and I sang this song called This Guy's in Love With You by Herb Elpert, which was a great song. It's still one of my favorite songs. And earlier that year, I'd sing Proud Mary, and then my teacher, Mr. Ryan, said, you know, you did a good job. You want to do another one? I said, yeah. So I sang that one, So or tried to sing it. So after that, he comes up to me and goes, you know, Jeff, that wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. He goes, so my recommendation is start studying a little harder, okay? Work on your homework and everything. So I'm like, okay. So I went home, and I said to my mom, but Mr. Ryan said, she goes, okay, here's the deal. You don't know how to sing. Don't ever sing again. Give it up. Start studying. So that was the last time I sang. So this time will be, I will try and sing. But, you know, if I butcher it, please understand that, you know, my voice went out when I was 12. So here it goes. And here's what my mom said in that kitchen that that morning. When I find myself with a cup of coffee, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, drink it black. When I stand in line to buy my coffee, she is standing next to me speaking words of wisdom, drink it black. And those that add to their coffee, there's a chance that they will see there's no need to add, just drink it black. And I wake up in the morning to the sound of coffee brewing. Mother Mary comes to me. Speaking words of wisdom, drink it black. After that, I weaned myself off of cream and sugar. It took me about six months. But ever since then, I drink my coffee black. Never have, never add anything to it. I just drink it black. You know, once in a while, maybe in the winter, I'll have a, a pumpkin latte, you know. But other than that, it's just black coffee. I drink lots of black coffee. In fact, it was over a cup of coffee at our kitchen table in 1975, my senior year of high school, that my mother told me that she had lung cancer. So My mom passed away on Thanksgiving 1983 from lung cancer, which was probably caused by a few things, uh, mostly smoking. She smoked pell-mell for the majority of her life, and then being married to an alcoholic and Having to feed six kids, the stress and everything eventually got to her. So she died November 24th, 1983 on Thanksgiving, which was exactly three weeks after her first grandchild was born. My niece, Nina, and she died two months before my first daughter was born, Rachel. So they never got, Nina got to meet uh, her grandma for three weeks. Rachel didn't. Um. So any of the, her grandkids never got the uh, fortunate uh, experience of uh, knowing Mary. So that's it. Um, With that, I raised my first cup of coffee for the day to my mother, Mary B., still the hardest working person I have ever known in my entire life. So happy Mother's Day and join us next week. When I talk about my second cup of coffee, Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M A R Y B S number five, T H S O N. Okay. Any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is Mary B S five, S -S on at gmail.com. So that would be M A R Y B S, the number five. S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. The whole part about your mom making you rub her feet. I was like... Oh. <laughs> That was because she told me, she goes, get out there and look for the oldest people at banquets and weddings. They want that coffee. Okay. With the cake. So, I mean, I'm standing there and I'm drinking (laughs) coffee and she's like, what are you doing? Like, okay. You know, and I had the rubber feet and her feet were like really calloused and everything, you know, from all the walking through years. But yeah, I was like, you're going to do this. So... (laughs) <laughs> you'll thank me later yeah yeah i know but breakfast with the beatles started in chicago i think with terry hembert and wx but actually um breakfast with the beatles was actually started earlier in los angeles i think and then they really? st- they started it within months of each other okay so yeah so there because i read about that because i was like it started in chicago you son of a bitch that's what but, i always thought yeah, yeah. No, I guess I guess it uh, it was started a few weeks before they did, but they didn't know it because obviously that was in the seventies, yeah, and yeah. you know they weren't aware of those programs, so they were they were started very close together, but one just happened to start a little bit before the other. All right, which um, is the, the very first episode? Mm-hmm. Okay, when I say the guy came in, he's looking asking Don Corleone the murder of people that killed his wife or beat up his wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause I listened to it again today. It's not his wife. It's his daughter.